Holding simple questions can lead to big awareness. We don't have to always schedule big, complicated weekend trips away or workshops or classes. Sometimes just sitting with ourselves for a moment really does lead to our best work and living. Welcome to Messy and Magnificent, the place driven women come to elevate their career, health, and relationships. In here, we increase your productivity by replacing always being busy with the space to breathe. Hear your own wisdom and be part of a sisterhood that has your back. My name is Carly Bain, and together we're going to make sure that you have a doable plan and the roots to rise. Hey there, it's your gal Carly. How you doing? (laughs) Welcome back to Messy and Magnificent, or if you're joining us for the first time, I am so particularly glad that we are hanging out today. Intend for this conversation to really feel like you and I are sitting on the sofa in my living room having a proper catch-up. Because as we approach or now or upon the one-year anniversary for most of us, Having been navigating COVID, it is time to just have some real one-on-one talk together. So I'm coming to you live from the walk-in closet in my office that has become our recording studio. I strung up some Christmas lights and some curtains and things to act as padding to absorb sound. And it's become quite cozy in here and also quite strange, right? That this is where I work from these days. And as I sat down to get ready for today's really sweet episode, I was reminded of being about 11 years old. That was about the first time that I can remember having a real proper meltdown, just a crying my eyes out fest because I felt like I couldn't keep up with everyone else. I felt like everybody else was able to do more consistently day in and day out. And I both felt like I was falling behind and like everything was so mundane that it was kind of like I was expected to be this robot in a factory, clocking in and clocking out. And I just needed space to breathe and to be. And I noticed that even as an adult, this same feeling will occasionally crop up for me. And I still need more rest and moments to integrate than the average person. But now I can kind of giggle at that. Because when I say the average person, I'm old enough now to say, who the heck is this average person, this imaginary person that I'm comparing myself to? Because we know that the bar for nourishment is either non-existent for most of us or super low. And for those of us who do dabble with nourishment, either professionally or personally, we tend to kind of do it in fits and starts, right? So maybe you eat well for a few days and then you fall off the wagon or we try a new fitness thing, but it's really hard to stick with it. And so the bar is pretty darn low. And I realized that with the bar so low, it's really important that we continue to have these types of conversations. And that's why we have spent this entire month of March doing a month of professional nourishment. And during this season of COVID, I have both rested more and in many ways, I've also done more than usual. And so in acknowledgement of this past year and our month of nourishment, I just wanted to pause and check in and have some real unscripted talk with you. Because as I mentioned this past week to the women in our Boundary Academy, 
I am the worst at chit chat. I'm terrible at it. I mean, sure, I can do it. I can talk about the weather. I can do my best to hang in on surface level stuff. But secretly, it either bores or exhausts me. Whereas talking about the real stuff, even when it's challenging, even when it's a little messy, I find incredibly life-giving. And I have a hunch if you listen to this show that you might feel a similar kind of way. So if you have listened into other episodes, then you know that I love data and research. I love case studies. I like proven statistics. In fact, did you catch the last episode that we did with Catherine Flavin from Leader Moms? We called it Tired of Feeling Guilty. And we brought Catherine in because she is the Brene Brown of women in leadership positions. She has collected extensive data for years on what is working for women professionally and beyond. And she talked with us specifically about what's helping women overcome guilt. Well, I'll make sure we put a link to that in the show notes, because today we're going to be sourcing another type of data, the data that resides somewhere between your muscles meet your bones in your own beating body, the kind of data that even at 11 years old, I couldn't ignore if I tried the data that said, hey, hold on. You need the nourishment of room to integrate, room to just be. So on this very special episode, I'm going to share with you four questions I'm holding for myself right now and the answers that are bubbling up. Some of these questions you might want to ask yourself too, but the real reason I'm bringing them forward is because what I most care about is that you too are giving yourself some pockets to process in real time what a year this has been. So we're going to acknowledge what has transpired over the last year and what we're welcoming in together before we enter a new month in April, where we're going to be talking about bringing new things into the world. And with that in mind, I'm also going to make a really special announcement today about our episodes going forward that I'm really excited about. Gosh, this episode is going to be short, unscripted, and rich like dark chocolate. Because holding simple questions can lead to big awareness. We don't have to always schedule big, complicated weekend trips away or workshops or classes. Sometimes just sitting with ourselves for a moment really does lead to our best work and living. Now, first, I get to pause and give our weekly shout out. If you haven't noticed, I love this part. I love when we get to be in conversation here together. So this week's shout out goes to the women in the first class of the Boundary Academy in its new online format. I am in awe, ladies, of how engaged you are in each session, how quick you are to listen to one another and support each other's comments and to share with such courage and honesty what you're working on in the territory of creating boundaries. I think if somebody had told me that we could form deep, meaningful connections in an online format, especially using Zoom, I would have questioned that just a couple years ago. But seeing it every week leaves me inspired and honored to be walking the bridge of boundaries with you. And to think, we're just getting started. I can't wait to see what we do together next. This episode is brought to you by the Boundary Academy. 15 years of coaching thousands of women has taught me that it doesn't matter how good our plans, our intentions are, our network, or even our access to external resources. If we don't have the boundaries we need to honor what we care about, we will always struggle with a lack of time or energy or money or downright satisfaction. You see, 
Women who have thriving, healthy careers and relationships know that boundaries aren't just something nice you get to later. There's something you practice gently now so that you have the later that you want. So you can get free access to the recording of the Boundaries Brunch we did right before the Boundary Academy opened. There's a link to it in the show notes wherever you're listening or head on over to carlyfane.com. And in this 45-minute class, you're going to learn the three mindsets that women with healthy boundaries already know and live into, plus lots of rich, candid conversation with thought leaders in the field of boundaries and women who are just getting started. There's nothing for sale in there. Just rich content you're not going to get anywhere else. Because that hunch you're meant to be doing something meaningful and enjoyable with your life and career, it's right. I hope you'll join me and women from around the world that are making having boundaries oh so doable. All right. Here are the four cues I'm asking myself, the A's that are bubbling up, and a special announcement in there somewhere smack dab in the middle here. This is what I'm considering right about now as I pause for a moment. Question number one is a pretty easy question. It's what has changed, right? We have all noticed a lot of change in the last year. When I look at this professionally, our company has changed a lot. In the last calendar year, we have grown from having seven team members now to 12. So that's nearly doubling our size in about a year's time. That has led to all sorts of beautiful new opportunities and tons of growth and learning how to do things differently. So just on the professional front, there has been a lot of change. Also on the personal front, I've moved. I ended a long-term relationship, and now a year later, I'm starting to date again. So I have all the feels, all the opportunities to notice how my heart is feeling, what it's like to be in a new location, living closer to my family. I've also noticed that the focus of my friendships has changed. This one really surprised me because I have been fortunate to have just a few key friends as my closest people for years. And I noticed very early on at the start of COVID that I suddenly was drawn to interact on a regular basis with some people, and it was harder for me to interact on a regular basis with other people, not for any reason that I could tangibly put a finger on right away. And I was really perplexed by this. In fact, I was really judgmental of myself for this because I kept thinking, Carly, why is it so hard for you to call so-and-so back or to reach out to them in the first place? You love them. You care about them deeply. And yet there was something else in me that needed to be fed differently during this time. And after beating myself up for it for a little while, I just softened into the reality that certain relationships nourish us in different ways and that it's a-okay to go to the place that gives us life when we need the extra support from it. And it doesn't mean we ghost people. It doesn't mean we abandon them in the middle of the night. But it also means we don't abandon ourselves in the middle of the night either. And so we really do, especially as we talk about this month of nourishment, I'm noticing what types of relationships I need in order to keep showing up for what it is that I care about consistently. So there's been some changes there too. And then the other change, well, this one is specific here to the podcast. You know, we talk a lot about culmination, this idea that in my personal coaching practice for the last number of years, I take the last week off every month 
to just go internal. So I don't do any public speaking events or at least very little of that. I don't work with any coaching clients live on the phone or on Zoom. I just do the behind the scenes work of running the business and also just taking care of myself a little bit extra so that I can do the research that makes me a current coach, that I can take classes, that I can rest, that I can go for walks and make sure that I'm offering people work from a fuller cup. Well, we keep talking about how we can bring that idea here into the podcast, and I think we have a plan. (laughs) Let me run this by you. One change we're going to initiate here on Messy and Magnificent is that in the last week of every month, we're going to have a special culmination episode where we get to pull our favorite clips from that month and your stories, questions, and feedback and go a little deeper into whatever it is that is speaking to us the most that month. So for example, here, and when we did this month of professional nourishment in March, we've hand-selected all of the quotes and the sound bites and the conversations that we've gotten the most feedback from, and I'm going to be weaving them into a really rich episode. Now, I would love to have your voice on our episodes moving forward. So if you ever want to send a sound clip of you asking a question or exploring something we've talked about or just telling me one thing that's landed from an episode you've heard, you can now do that. For now, we're keeping it super easy. You can just send your voice memo or a little typed out note to Anitza at everybodythrive.com. I'm going to put a link to that right here in the show notes. She will be so delighted to hear from you and pass those messages along to me so that we can include your voice here in the show. I would love to have more of you right here with us. All right, so that's what's changed. Here's the next question I'm asking myself. What do I know now that I didn't know just a year ago? And that's a big one. One of the answers that came up really quickly and it felt so, I don't know, kind of poignant, a little sharp, a little spiny that I was tempted to dull down and not share, but I knew was the truth, (laughs) was that I will no longer be able to be so available. Here's what I mean when I say that. I am in a place now where I'm no longer going to be getting my sense of belonging or worth or validation from being the most accessible version of myself, meaning being quick to respond or able to help out in a pinch, I am taking an accessibility sabbatical. (laughs) Now, practically, the reason this is showing up is that up until now, I have made a point to always being the person my friends, my family, my clients, my coworkers can lean on. And I love that. I do it because I genuinely really enjoy that type of human connection. And yet what I'm finding is that I actually do have my limits. There actually is an appropriate amount that I'm able to show up in the world. And so practically, what it's going to look like for me to take an accessibility sabbatical is that not everybody's going to get my email address anymore, which in and of itself is not a big deal, right? It just means I'm going to be a little bit more selective about who can reach me directly. This also looks like professionally setting things up so that my team members get emails sent to them first. So the way I've been doing it, having started this business by myself and being used to wearing all of the hats in the beginning before we grew, was that everything came to me. And then slowly, as we had different people who took on different roles, for example, Ellen does my scheduling, then I would receive an email and then copy Ellen on it and say, hey, Ellen, could you schedule this thing? 
Whereas now, all of those emails are going to go directly to her. And then if Ellen needs me, she can reach on out. So we're just slightly shifting the system here so that the folks who are on my team can be empowered to step up and make decisions. And things will only come to me once they've been filtered, when it's really appropriate for them to arrive there. So this is a big one for me. Not being the most accessible version of myself means I might have to say no to some things. It means not being willing to squeeze people in because I don't want to have them squeezed or me squeezed anymore. And so I wonder, as we talk about accessibility, and one thing that I know now that I didn't know a year ago, it's that it's okay to have my sense of self-worth not be the result of being the most useful person in the room. All right. My next question, we've talked about what has changed, but also what is the same? I am finding it incredibly helpful during a time where there's been a lot of shifts to do the reality check on what actually is steady and sturdy and consistent. So some things for me that are the same in a really good way is that I'm still writing on most days. I do a little journal. It's nothing fancy, but I get some words out on the page. It's also the sun rising and setting in its own dependable pattern every single day. My favorite foods are mostly the same. I still love me some Rishi tea. And one of my highest values continues to be presence. When people are able to be present or when I am being present, that is when I feel at my best. And so cultivating relationships where presence is involved continues to be really important for me. I'd love to hear from you. What is still the same? What is sturdy? Is there still dew on the grass in your house in the morning? Do you still have a favorite song that you love to listen to? What is it that gives you a sense of stability in a time where we might have to actively look for what is stable? All right, here's my fourth question. And this is kind of a fun one. I am asking myself, what, Carly, are you welcoming in intentionally? Meaning, what is it that I want to experience more of or turn the volume up on a little bit in my days? And as I hold this question, a few things come up for me right away. Ready? Spaciousness, simplicity, prosperity, and joy. (laughs) So when I say spaciousness, practically what that looks like for me is finally getting my calendar out and booking my days off for the year. Now, I usually do that every January, but this year I was a little hesitant with the way the world is shifting and not knowing if I might need to modify my schedule. But I've gotten to a point now where even if I'm just blocking off the occasional Friday for a long weekend or a moment to make a phone call or a moment for a dentist appointment, that that feels really good, even if it means I might have to modify my plans down the road if there's a C-19 shift. There's something that feels so good about doing my level best to create spaciousness. Now, when it comes to simplicity, I love to cook. But I have found in the past few months that cooking a lot is more than I'm able to do simply. And so I'm planning out simpler meals or I'm even using some food delivery services. I never thought I would be the kind of person to do that, yet it is working for me so Well, so this act of simplicity has also been an act of flexibility for me and allowing myself to see who I am through a different lens based on what actually serves me right now. Now, when I say prosperity, prosperity for me right now looks like adding even more to my savings account. 
Something about that just feels right as rain. And I've done a simple thing a couple years ago, and now I'm really doubling down on it financially. You might have caught this on the money episode we did a little while ago, and I'll put a link to that in the show notes, where rather than money coming into my checking account and then being transferred to my savings account, I just flipped those two things. I have money come into my life directly into my savings account, and then from that, I allocate to myself into my checking account. And just by making this simple switch, I am watching how much easier it is for my savings to grow. So one thing that feels like prosperity for me feels like knowing that I'm being kind to my future self with the way I set up my savings account. And when I say joy, oh gosh, for joy, this just means I'm doing a little bit more of leaning into delight. For me right now, that often means just doing the thing I really want to do and not overthinking it. For example, when I decide what my workout routine is going to be in the morning, rather than hemming and hawing on what video I'm going to pick to work out to, I just pick the one that feels fun in the moment and I roll with that. So I'm not overthinking things quite as much. All right, so quick recap. The questions I'm holding are, what has changed? What do I know now that I didn't know a year ago? What is the same And what is it that I'm welcoming in? Now, the question I have for you is, what do you notice when I share these four questions in this very informal and unscripted way? What comes up for you just hearing another human being sitting still for a moment and processing what's true in real time? I would love for you to send that message over to Anitza so we can include you in the conversation either anonymously or I'd love to give you a shout out or heck, leave it in a review on iTunes because that helps more women see this show in the algorithm. And I think we all need more reminders that not only is it okay, but it's actually a professional skill to dare to pause in small moments and process and integrate what's happening in real time. Because remember, you thrive through nourishment, not punishment. Keep taking care of what you value, including a moment to sit unscripted in real time and consider what is happening, letting it all exist on its own terms as questions for as long as you need them to be there without any judgment for yourself. And I'll see you again next week for our very special culmination episode before we outline the path for the new things you want to bring into your career and beyond next month. Thank you for listening to the Messy and Magnificent podcast and being part of this dynamic, life-giving community of women. I consider each episode part of a lifelong conversation of you and me hanging out, sipping tea together, making sure that all women become richer, more nourished, and able to keep on rising. So I'll see you on the next episode next week. But in the meantime, don't forget to head over to carlyfane.com forward slash podcast to get the full show notes. And I've also got some extra special free resources for driven women over there that you won't find anywhere else.